Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's one of those lunches where I was eating so healthy. I had had like a piece of fruit for breakfast. I had a chopped salad. And then uh, this giant piece of lemon meringue pie came to the table. Doom, 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 doom. Sounds like we're doing a cereal episode. <laughs> and it ruined my day. I ate most of the pie ordered by Fred Schlesinger, my guest today. Hey there. How are you? And I ate the <laughs> I'm well, other- Dad. How are you? <laughs> and I ate the other most. You did. Of the pie. Flew in just to do the podcast, back by popular demand. People have questions. They want follow-ups. So a lot of these questions, we're just going to go through the list. Uh, because I could be a good podcast host and group them by categories, but I enjoy spontaneity. And people like variety. And I think people will fast-forward if they're like, oh, the next five minutes are going to be about the Mets. And I'm a Klux fan. A Klux fan? I love fan? the Kentucky Klux. No. Yes, the Kentucky, the Louisville uh, Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, and the Louisville Slugger. Louisville Slugger. Here we go. Just on the other side of the river. I just found out that the Seattle SuperSonics, which I understand is basketball, is not a team anymore. They haven't been a team for about fifteen years. Did not know that until yesterday when I ran into fill in the blank Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade at Casa Vega yes. with Gabrielle Union. They were dressed alike. We don't know each other. But what does he have to do with the Seattle SuperSonics? He plays basketball. He played for the Supersonics? No, but he plays basketball. Yes, he does play basketball. That's all. I'm just connecting the dots. They came into the league back in the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, my God. And they just didn't get... <laughs> oh, my God. That was the chant. That I they... get enough of this at home. Okay, no more. My No more basketball. Feet. We won't talk basketball. We won't talk tennis. Let's talk about something that I no know. No sports. Let's talk about something that I know and that you know. Question number one. Carl, Carl R., Carl R. W. H. This is for you, Fred. Was Blanche the best grandkid ever? Unbelievable. Well, also the only. None of us have kids. (laughs) Grand dog. Grand dogger. And I was the grandpa. Yeah. P-A-W. I love that. Little pun for those of you that are missing my puns. So small. Very punny. Okay, so when Eliza would come to town, to Dallas, to perform at uh, the Majestic or any of the other comedy venues... 
she would uh, leave Blanche with uh, my wife Barbara and I, and we used to bring her right into our bed, and she was just the most cuddliest, may not be a word, of of the dogs. And we have uh, other rescue dogs that live with us that we love dearly, as we loved Blanche. But uh, she would just nuzzle right in between us and become part of the bed and... and part of the bed. Part of the bed. Like She's part of the bed. Top of the cob. Do you want to talk about Ollie? Yeah, yes. And, you know, your last podcast, you talked so much about Blanche, so endearing. And I, I felt that we should, as a family, talk about that 72 hours prior to Blanche's passing... It was unbelievable. My wife and I are sleeping 2.10 in the morning, and our son, our 23-year-old son, who has just moved back into our house. Who is single, ladies. Who is very single, 6'3", extremely attractive, very laid back. Extremely. No, he's a good-looking Extremely kid. laid yeah, back. Particularly his eyebrows. Very. He's got if you like, eyebrows. If you like caterpillars, you're going to love Brad. <laughs> so anyway— uh, two ten in the morning comes bust, bursting into our bedroom. Dad, Dad, you're gonna believe this. <sighs> I think Ollie's dead. What the? F- you know, this is at two ten in the morning. So I get up and I go into his bedroom and try to visualize this. This is so disgusting. Pull but, over. But this is what happened. There's Ollie, and so Ollie was a big, thick, furry uh, barrel. He was really. Solid and dense, kind of looked like the dog from Annie, New Zealand Terrier with the little curly tail and just a sweet, sweet soul laying there on his side and coming out of his mouth, and he was dead, coming out of his mouth were straws of Cheetos. So what the heck is he talking about? So what happened was he got into an open bag of Cheetos in my son's bedroom, and he was such a ravenous eater, always, just like as you were pouring the dog food from the cup into his bowl, he would, like, put his mouth underneath like it. Like a water catch- fountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would catch it before. That's how ravenous he was. So he was so ravenous that he had the bag of Cheetos covered his head and he was breathing so hard that I believe he asphyxiated while he was overeating. And it and it succumb he succumbed to lack of oxygen and maybe choking on some Cheetos that he was inhaling. And and so that happened and then seventy two hours later I get a text from uh, Eliza about Blanche. So within 72 hours, we lost two of our family like that's dogs. so brutal. Like, what an American way to go out on Cheetos. Yeah. Any corn product. But that is horrific. And it wasn't even the nacho flavor. It was just... It wasn't a, even Flaming Hot Cheetos. No, it was just the basic cheese Mild. Cheetos. And so my son has so much guilt oh. from leaving that bag of Cheetos open and leading to the demise of this... Beautiful, innocent rescue dog named Ollie. Rest in peace. Rest in treats, Ollie. (laughs) Oh, good. The mini trombone (laughs) is here. Okay. Moving on from dead dogs. I even saying that sounds so indelicate. Don't say dead. Okay. Living in another dimension. Lizzie, 1175. Hi, Fred and Eliza. I would love to hear your thoughts on how more fast food restaurants are offering kiosks to order rather than having to wait in lines. Is this the next big thing, or will it take away too many starter jobs for teens? Thanks. 
I'd like to respond by talking briefly about an amazing fast food chain uh, that I believe is national. And I think that they have it right. And I'm talking about Chick-fil-A. That's Tasty. A Chick-fil-A. Now you're going to get you're going to get the they don't like gay people. You're going to get that. You know about this? Gay chickens? They don't like gay chickens. They don't like gay chickens. <laughs> no gay chickens. <laughs> All right, gay issue aside. So aside from that, their business model is impeccable. From the time you walk into one of their stores to the time you leave, they have these little old retired ladies walking around with refills of iced tea and lemonade. The quality of their food is excellent. The service is excellent. So back to Lizzie's question, what they've done to move lines along is they send uh, their employees out onto the takeout line. Onto the tarmac. On, right onto the tarmac. To take your order and move it along. To take your order and move it along with their little uh, computers but and their little handouts. you know who else does that is In-N-Out, and it is, oh, I don't even think they serve hamburgers. I think you just go there to wait in line. Los Angeles is known for In-N-Out, and you cannot eat in one because it's just lines of, like, 16-year-olds that are not in school. But I think Chick-fil-A... Uh, does it right. They get you in. They get you out. No pun intended. Shout out to Chick-fil-A. Send over a nugget platter. No sauce needed. Excellent. A year's worth of sweet potato waffle fries. Of gay chickens. By the way, Tasty. there are only select locations that offer sweet potato waffle fries at Chick-fil-A. So find out which one offers them near you and indulge because those are amazing. I'll take it a step further. If you want to be a super gross out, do that. Then go across the McDonald's when they're serving breakfast. Get a maple syrup compartment. Emily, I'm talking to you. Dip the sweet potato fries in there. Bob's your uncle. Moving well, on. Well, you know what, Emily? You could take one of your cup holders and pour the, what is it, the maple syrup? I'm guessing they have maple syrup, and yeah. Then, and then as you're driving, you could just dip, dip your waffle fries right into the cup holder. I got an idea. Why don't you just pour maple syrup in one cheek and the fries in the other cheek and mix them in the mouth as you go? And then with your residue, just slather them all over your arms. There you go. And then go out in the sun. And, what were you and, saying to her this morning? Oh, that the, her arms were too cold? They were very cold, but she had just come in from an air-conditioned car. She was like, quit touching my arms. Yes, they were like frozen little giblets. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. 
Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. At Saren Cooner. What is it that drives every father in the earliest hours of the day to mow the lawn? What satisfaction does it provide? I could have answered that. I've never seen you mow a lawn. Well, you don't have a front lawn. I don't have a front lawn, and it would be silly for me to mow my circular driveway. (laughs) But having said that, I grew up back on Long Island back in the 60s and 70s in the suburbs, uh, and everyone had had a lawn. And back in those days, my father uh, moved us out in 1955, which was the year I was born. So long ago. And in those days, there wasn't such a thing as gas-powered motors or electric motors. It was the manual motor that would just turn around and around, two big wheels and blades. And I think in those days, it was basically therapeutic. It got the fa- the husband out of the house and that that sound of the grass and the smell, which it was is still amazing, the smell of cut grass. It's very therapeutic to a guy who worked all week and only had that Saturday and or Sunday to relax. And then kill his wife and family on with, Sunday. With the blades of the lawnmower. Oh, the, do you, I think just, it's just because it's less it, hot early in the morning. It'd be a great slasher movie. Lawnmower man. Lawnmower man. That's the answer. They mow it in the morning because it's cooler outside. I didn't say in the morning. My dad. She would, said it. My dad. Yes, but my dad would mow the lawn when he got home at work from oh. home to kind of like chill unwind. down, unwind. Right. Yeah. So it's very therapeutic, and there's a lot of pride in having a well manicured lawn. And it was always keeping up with the Schwartzes on our block. Everybody had to have nice everything. Because so. there's always that one house. That like with the overgrown weeds, right? Like there's always the one house where like who shit the bed, right? What, or is shitting the bed and can't get to mow the lawn? There's always the one ugly house. And then the contrast was there was always this one house that was amazing. It was like out of House Beautiful, and it won the HOA award for best 
uh, best lawn. lawn or best yard, and you, you just wanted to be somewhere in the middle. I just don't want to be the worst one. In between vacant lot and house beautiful. That's my goal in life is just to be like, well, I can't be the worst. Right. Like I'm probably I've, – I've skied once, but I'm probably not the worst skier in the world. Right? It's just good to know you're never in the bottomth percentile. The only good thing about skiing is the hot chocolate. It's true. The rest of it, you could. What did you say when we were kids? Jews don't ski, they own the mountain. They own the lift. Turns out very untrue. Uh, A lot of Jews ski, we just didn't, and now Mm. I don't know how to ski. Are they real Jews or they converted Jews? That's a great question. Guys, write in. We want to know. Let's go to the video today. I think it depends on where you're from. Quince underscore queen. That's very cute. Oh, we're going to start with the underscores again? I I thought we eliminated that from the show. In your opinion, what foods that started out Jewish have become Goyish and vice versa? Also, hi. Welcome back. Here we go. Great question, Quince underscore Queen. Quince Queen. With a W. Yeah. So on on the left side are Jewish foods that have matriculated into Gentile society. And on the right side, we're going to talk about Gentile foods that have kind of uh, kind of permeated into Jewish American society. So let's begin with bagels. Number one, I would say the bagel yeah. has become what almost like pizza it's yeah. just become so ubiquitous generic and i would say most people don't even know the origins of a bagel and bagels were originated in eastern europe back uh around the 30s and 40s and those of you that have never had a real bagel in other words those of you that go to einstein's and get a steamed donut and think it's a bagel because there's some crappy seeds on it a real bagel is water boiled it's kettle boiled and when you bite into a real bagel like i did this morning by the way i went to the beverly glen yes but where did they get their bagels from new york they fly them in i don't think that i think that's dumb okay fly them in so you got to make them well, well, they fly them in that morning? No, they fly them in half-baked. And like my story, they bake the <laughs> other half. Okay, so bagels are number one. Corned beef pastrami. So the whole concept of smoked meats, very Jewish, very deli. But what's happened is America has taken that and watered it down to like these Jason's delis. And they're calling all of these restaurants delicatessens. And they're really not. Oh, I used to know the etymology of it. It's like, it's two words. It's like del and then like the tessin. It's delicatessen is a combination of two words. Fuck. I wish I could impress everyone with that. Look it up. You'll see. Scott, you're a crack research uh, department. Maybe you can come up with something. Corned, when it's pickled, things last longer. So in colder countries, pickling things like cabbage, sauerkraut, when you pickle things, they last longer. And then the third item on the Jewish to Gentile side, is absolutely chicken soup with matzo balls. Yeah. I'm I'm out to dinner with my wife, and we go to a wonderful Jewish deli in Dallas, Texas, and I see all the Gentiles ordering, and can I get that uh, chicken soup, you know, with that soft uh, kind of mushy ball that, that comes Jew with ball. it? That Jew ball that you take and you rub under your arms. and Anyway, so that was the three on one side. On the other side, I have to say, and much to my Jewish chagrin, pork has absolutely swept through Jewish America and has become an acceptable type of food, particularly when it comes to ribs, particularly when it comes to Chinese pork ribs. Jews just can't keep away from it. Um, So I guess pork would be the number one thing. And just to answer the question, because I actually get a lot of fans that are like, you're Jewish, so you don't eat pork. Some Jews, like some Muslims, don't eat pork. Most of us, Reform Jews, we eat it, shellfish. 
milk and meat. It's whatever, just like you. So, so we're going to go back uh, over five thousand years ago, and the reason that it existed was a dietary law because talking about being kosher because pigs. Uh, were extremely filthy animals. And you fast forward to today and now everything through technology uh, is, you know, very clean. And uh, I'd say over the last 20 years, pork has assimilated into Jewish American uh, culinary culture. I thought you had one more. Let's move on. No, no, just I just the pork is enough to offset the three from the other side. Okay. Okay. Because we talked about this on one of the episodes, which I think is why they asked it. I like some foods are like Jewish. There are Jewish things, and there are people that are Jewish even if you're not Jewish. Like a lot of New Yorkers. Like well, it, to be Jewish, you don't have to be Jewish. It's like there are people that are Jewish that are – there are things that are Jewish. So the, the problem with that is that most people think that being Jewish is about a religion, right. is about Judaism. And there, and there is a cavernous difference – between Turn your phone off. people that are Jewish and people that are uh, observe the Jewish faith. So being Jewish is a mentality. It's a way of looking at things. If you go back in the history of comedy, most all famous comedians are Jewish because they come from this oppressed uh, base of thought and this guilt. And that's all part of, of being and thinking Jewish yeah. and seeing things in a Jewish way from a, you know, from a. Funny, Why has it got to be me? <laughs> Why me? Why'd you pick me? God damn it. I thought I was hiding and they found me. Oh, dad. Terrible. Medante J. Medante J. 1988. Hi, Fred and Eliza. I heard you both travel a lot and I was wondering what your favorite place is in the world. Mm. Can be a, and they say can be a place or country and Why? Also, which place has the best food? That's a polarizing question. Love you both and love the pod a little extra with bread on it. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, Merenteja. Merente, 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 1988 with a line underneath. Um, I only have one word that, I'm, that for me encapsulates my response. And I'm going to say it three times because I find it to be the most phenomenal country in the world. I know what you're going to say. Let's say it at the same time. One, One, two, two, three. three. Italy, Italy, Italy. Italy. Absolutely. (laughs) Italy, if you haven't been, it's got to be on your bucket list. And I'm talking not only about the food, which I could talk all day about. There's no such thing as shitty food in Italy. That's true. Every little taverna, every little ristorante, every little pizzeria, every little cobblestone street has these amazing, uh, amazing food at all different price points. And then the history. And then the scenery. I mean, I used to spend a tremendous amount of my time in Milan and more importantly, Lake Como. And if you ever get a chance, or if you're planning a honeymoon, it is so surreal and beautiful to wake up in the morning to see Lake Como and then the background of the Swiss Alps doesn't get much better. And then lastly, the Italian people are just so genuine, warm, wonderful, and they love Americans. When you go to Italy, everybody looks like James Dean. They all wear a white T-shirt and a pair of jeans because they want to be Americans. And they're so welcoming, and they all speak English. You don't even have to learn Italian, although the Italian language is beautiful, romantic, and everything. And I can't say enough incredible things about Italy. I say uh, I go Japan. You can't have a bad meal in Japan. As a culture, you go there, you're like, wow. Much like the Italians and the French are like, you figured it out. 
all their food. We think of Japanese food as just sushi. They got everything. Everything's covered. Everything's deep fried, tasty, on a skewer. And they make amazing pizza, weirdly, because the Japanese focus on something. And the people, I think every country you go, they want you to like it. They were ju- they're just delightful. Japan's <clears throat> definitely the one spot I super want to go. Super cool. Yeah. They really respect their own culture. They take it seriously. They, there's like a, an honor in everything that they do. Kelsey underscore Kasten 11. For both of you, what are the three things you can always find on your person? And follow up, how would you use these items in a survival situation? Excellent question, Kelsey. E.g., you're trapped in an elevator during a zombie apocalypse. Or, and she goes, ah, what's coming through the elevator shaft? I know one thing that's always on you is a pen. You always have a pen. If I ever need a pen, you go, hey, here, here, here. I got a pen. Here, click it. Kill those zombies with my pen. With my pen. Uh, So that's something that's always on you is a pen. Okay. No, no. Razor sharp wit. What about you? What three... Items would you have for the ultimate form of survival? Used to be dog poop bags. Now, this isn't for the, this is do you have and how would you use it. Uh, something that I always have, I'm trying to think of what's in my purse, because everyone always has their wallet. I guess I always have a little bit of concealer, because my nose gets kind of red. So I would, i put it in your eye, because anything in your eye, other than water, is uncomfortable. But I guess zombies don't really feel anything. I have a metal straw. I know that woman in England recently fell on a straw and poked and died. So that's, you know, anti-straw's big crusade against straws. Well, one woman died. I'd poke a metal straw right through a fucking zombie's eye or a Nazi. Give me the chance. Uh, I want to say I always have a joke book on me, but now that I have a phone, I kind of write those things down. I always have a hat in my bag. You need a more ranged attack than concealer and a metal straw. Right. So you said what's always on your person. This isn't what's your fantasy. Oh, I have mace sometimes, but, you know, fun fun fact, because it's women's safety and no one cares. You can't get that through TSA. So Even if it's under four ounces? Yeah. Uh, You know what? I don't know. It's an Ah, aerosol. You know what? Maybe you can. Maybe you went with a large size mace of six point. Seven ounces, and that's why they confiscated. I'd sooner just presume operate under the uh, assumption that people hate women, and I'll just take that crusade from there. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they do. Most but Kelsey, do. Kelsey, for me, um, I want to answer your question specifically. I would have my cell phone, which I always have with me, and I would make sure I have my Ninja Switchblade um, Army you, you don't, Knife app. You don't care on it. App. Yes, because um, we're being attacked by ninjas. What's the app going to do? The app takes my phone and it turns it into an AK-40 rifle. That's not a thing, and that's right. not what a ninja would use. Okay, so other than my cell phone. Yeah, you're a always... man. You don't carry a lot of things on your purse. Change? <laughs> I have no change. You change. know what? I, I can't remember the last time I carried a, doll, a paper or, or change. I hate change. It's just, yeah. And I hate the pennies. Like, why do we make pennies? You know, it costs more money to make a penny than, than a penny is worth. And why don't we just round everything up to a nickel and and eliminate pennies? Or eliminate nickels. Round it up to the nearest dollar. I'll pay so I don't have to schlep the coins. Okay. I I like that. But but definitely. You know who has coin money? Canada. They have toonies. And it's this thick ass coin. And a friend of mine told me they used to heat them up with lighters and throw them at strippers, which is horrible. Oh my God. Yeah. But they still have like change like that. So what do you get? A toonie burn? Toonie burn. Toonie burn. I got Tuna a toonie burn Something on my to think thigh. of in a zombie attack, though. Ooh, yeah, heat up that coin. That so hot, the, hot coin. The other thing, other than the cell phone that is always on my person, and you know this to be true, is, toothpick. is a toothpick. Stab him right or in the Or in Italian, we call that a... 
tu sei picchi De al dente Stuzza cadente Stuzza cadente Eh, scuse Dove Stuzza cadente, per favore There's a They always have the name There's a, a, a pasta shape Because they've got a billion pasta shapes And it's called priest strangler And it comes out to like Stracce prate <laughs> so, so stuzza means stick And cadente No, it doesn't No, it does Stuzza? Stuzza means stick All right And cadente means Of the tooth Of the tooth That's why or pasta of the, is Or of the decay Al dente Right, there Fun you fact, go folks Perfect. That means to the tooth To the tooth To the, to the tooth, tooth. <laughs> C-Cook 21 Emily, this question is also directed at you. We can all chime in. Is Emily here today? Is she's she actually working? not here today. She's on vacation she's like, again? I'm right behind the glass. Yes, yeah, she's working on her arms. Okay, good. Now, some people find this offensive, but then again, people huh? find everything offensive, the use of the term spirit animal. But we're going to we're just gonna go ahead and answer. People don't like it. They think it infringes on Native American. Oh. Right. She answered that because I was giving her a weird face. I didn't know that was offensive. But here, to the white person angry about that, uh, this is not Seamus 21. If you're upset that much, then you should move out of your house because that's definitely on Native American land. Moving forward, offending everyone, what's your spirit animal and why? Do you know what a spirit animal is? Um, I would like you to describe what a spirit animal is so I could actually answer your question. Some people have described me as their spirit animal. In Native American tradition, your spirit animal, if you were to go on a shamanic journey, is the animal that guides you through a journey. It can be the animal that reflects you. Like, oh, that person is my spirit animal, meaning, like, they're doing the thing you want to do. You love that person. I feel connected. Like, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. But, wow. So you pick an animal. So it has to be an animal? Can't yeah, maybe be a person? pick an animal that you think best represents you. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I immediately go to a, a breed of dog. Okay. Because I relate to dogs so well. Uh, not so much cats. Really? Shocker. But, but go- <laughs> Coming from any man, shocker. No, but but a dog. So to me, uh, I guess I would be best represented by the breed of a dog of a hmm, cross between a German Shepherd and a Golden Retriever, if there was a crossbreed. So basically. a German Shepherd or a Golden Shepherd. Well, the a attributes of a go- Golden Retriever are different than the attributes of a uh, German Shepherd. So I would like to, uh, you know— I've never seen you get angry at Jews uh, for not getting on a box. <laughs> well, it's car. not the German shepherds; it's the uh, Nazi uh, stormtroopers that are. Stormtroopers. They, they are. Okay, so the dogs were fine. They so were innocent. Hardworking, loyal. You get. You go get things. Focused. You can hear the doorbell on focused. the TV. <laughs> right, but but very focused. These dogs, like the golden retriever, truly love serving people. I and don't, that's a big. Do you? Po- yes. Really. I'm a, I am a servant. I'm a modern-day servant. I don't know. Because you could say that, like, a priest is a servant. I think there's two different That's kinds different. of servants. There's all different types of servants. No, I think a financial advisor and a Catholic priest are the exact same thing. Yes, but I've been a coach for many, many years. That's 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 a, a, a version of being a servant. I, I serve kids in youth sports for many, many years. And my clients, I'm definitely a servant. I'm definitely bringing them a better financial okay. life. Okay. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You are sitting in front of the Wondry logo, which is an owl with the headphones, and you're right in front of it, and it doesn't not look like you. It doesn't? It does. not not. What is that? That's a— It doesn't not. That's a double negative. It doesn't not, which means it sort of does, but not so much doesn't. It's a definite maybe. Definite maybe. Emily, do you have a spared animal? She's like, I thought I was on a break. A cat. Uh, just any cat. Emily, put the Twinkies any away cat. and answer the question. A cat. Any a cat, cat that can just oh, sit there— what? They just sit there. You don't, but you do so much more. I like to, but it's not what I like to do. You like to sit? You like to squirrel away? Yeah. You're a squirrel. Uh, they run around a lot. They climb things. You're not an active member of the family. Yeah. Okay. I pick me. Okay. I I, I, I want to rewind a second. Not, not that we should edit it out, but I want to recant, and now that I'm thinking about it, a dolphin. No, you can't. I can't, can't recant. I can recant. No, it's already been put into motion. It's, the it's plans. already been cantified. It's been cantified, Cant- certified. We can have a podium, though. It's Let's been, hear you out on this dolphin It's been angle. cantable. The, well, the, when a triumvirate will hear the speaker <laughs> from Dallas. You may great, rise and state your case. <laughs> well, great sound I got effect. nothing to work with here. I got two bottles of water and a half a can of Fresco. What do you want from me? Oh, dolphin. But think about the properties. Think about the characteristics of a dolphin. And how incredible that creature is. Tight butthole. Ay, ay, ay. I wasn't tight. going there. Watertight. I wasn't go- Watertight butthole. How, how beautiful and sleek they are in the water. How smart they That's are. That's you? Yeah. Beautiful and sleek in it's the water. It's like how you seen- move through a tennis court. They, mm. There you go. Like, like a, a, uh, an aqua gazelle. There you go. An so a gazelle. gazelle. Yes. So I, I, I love the way they just... Um, effortlessly glide through water and I love how smart they are 
They're incredibly smart. Very intelligent. And street smart. Not only book smart, but street smart dolphins They know the mean streets of Oceania. They do. And when confronted by a much larger enemy, let's take a shark, Scott, for example. What? Let's let's take shark for 25 points in the bonus round. And then they would kick the shit out of most sharks, even though they're a fraction of the size and, and girth. And you know what? I'm... Not that I'm going away from the dog, but I, I definitely— You could do a hybrid. —relate to a, dol- a dolphin dog. I feel like a dolphin and a golden retriever are kind of on par with one another. Uh, I I go chipmunk. I always feel like I'm this tiny creature scurrying around, storing up things, trying to get people to listen to me. The Lorax and a chipmunk— <laughs> I think you're selling yourself short. There's not a lot. Well, they're not tall. But there's not. There's, there's not a lot going on with chipmunks. That's that's not true. What what talents does a chipmunk possess? They can store food. They're very fast. Well, and so could small. a closet store food. Like, their thighs are a little thick, but, but you wouldn't know it by looking at them. They're not powerful compared to a bug. No, compared to you, you're powerful. <sighs> Maybe a shark. <laughs> we went from chipmunks <laughs> to sharks all in one sentence. Here's why: sharks are incredibly misunderstood. They never stop moving. What breed of shark? Because there's so many breeds. Uh, Eliza shark. An Eliza shark. Look at not the hammerhead. That's weird. You know, early Although on. Although I would love it if my eyes were like a little farther apart, so I could do like a like a dark outliner. Early on in your career, you did, and and I know you don't do it anymore. You did the funniest. If any of you listeners remember her early bits on Shark Week. I was, yeah. And how funny they were. It was brilliant. And obviously you had to move on. I had to move on. Okay, well, let's right. move on. I'll go shark. I, you know what? I don't know. There's some, You know what? That's it. Shark. Okay. Who asked that stupid? I mean, no <laughs> question. No, I'm kidding. Nini.Julia. Nini. I'm about to begin my first job out of grad school. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I want to know what would be the most important financial tips to know to effectively manage my salary and finances. For example, IRA accounts to de- to deduce from my taxes. I mean, just a couple of contextual details. I've yet to buy a house, which I hope to do next year. I have a massive amount of student loan debt. I've, I'm married, and my other financial responsibilities are limited to recurrent bills, utilities, rent. And I live in DFW. Huge hugs, Fred and Eliza, and may Blanche's eternal mercy shine upon us all. Amen, Nene Julia. Nene Julia, great question. And the fact that you live in Dallas, I'd love to help you. Uh, you could feel free to reach out to me anytime at schlesinger.fred at principal.com. But you have to figure out how to spell Schlesinger. S-H-L-E-S-I-N-G-E-R. No C in Schlesinger and no second S in the middle. So, Nini, what you want to do is focus into three areas as you begin to build your assets and as you begin to grow your income. And those those three areas that you want to try to fund at the same time if possible would be liquidity, you always want to have five to six months, <clears throat> excuse me, of liquid assets, meaning cash, and you'll only figure that out as if you know your monthly expenses. So once you figure out your monthly expenses, we want to make sure you have a good three, four, five, six months of liquidity for two reasons, Nini, for emergencies if something happens. and opportunities, and those things happen all the time. Second area is growth. I would love for you to start to put money away long-term in a tax-advantage fashion. And whether you want to go with a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, we could certainly talk about it. And then there are separate private plans. So the whole taxation is a, is a big issue. 
and we could discuss that uh, if and when you'd like to meet with me one-on-one. The third area is protection. So we have liquidity, growth, and protection. And you have about six or seven important assets in your life, and you want to make sure that they're all properly protected. You would have a home, theoretically. You would have your health. You would have your income, your life, and your car. So you want to make sure that those are all protected. And hopefully, you could have all three plates spinning at the same time. And that is the short version of uh, a solid financial plan, Nini. Thank you for your question. Thank you, Nini. And by the way, I am fully licensed, and nothing that I am saying is uh, specific advice to anyone. It is just general comments about uh, the financial world, and none of what I'm saying should be taken uh, on a customized level. This doesn't sound like at the end of the bank, and none of what I'm saying should <laughs> well, be taken literally. Well, the, the point is, it's for decoration. The point is, I'm I'm giving. Nini and all of our listeners, general information. Uh, there's nothing specific. There's nothing proprietary. And um, in, in order for us to do this on a uh, true customized level, uh, one would have, have to, to know to, more. Well, I would have to know a lot more information. So, you're, okay. so I'm just throwing out really some general Don't areas. sue me or my dad. No. Fully licensed and fully loaded. Loaded. Always loaded. Speaking of loaded. With toothpicks. What happened today? I was getting my face lasered. Oh, I can't believe you're going there. That's not edit this out. No. Scott, if you value your job. No, go ahead. I'm kidding. And you came into the spa. Oh shit. And and you met all the nurses who loved Blanche and are very nice to me. And then you said, I need to talk. I I gotta talk to you. And I'm like, we're in the middle of checking out at the spa. I gotta go. Can we can we can we talk private? Sidebar. And I'm like, oh my God. And you got close and you whispered to me, what did you say? I haven't taken a shit in two days. I gotta go, and I gotta go now. Is this bathroom okay? Is this a good bathroom? And I told Do the they nurses. they have the fluffy toilet paper? I was like, he's gonna blow it up, but you're a nurse, so it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Nothing like having your dad confide in you the sweet nothing of, I gotta take a shit. Where well, do I go? I was desperate. Where do I go? Who am I gonna ask? You the said, nurse? should I hold it for the restaurant or do it here? No. And I was like, hold it in. Mm. Work out that behind. And we're not gonna talk about that on this episode because we explored that in depth. <laughs> In, in depth charges and in the previous dumps. episode, yes. On stage page underscore after the E. That's a great way for no one to find you on stage page because they think they're dumb. They're like, oh, underscore. Hi, Fred and Eliza. I'm a university student in a program that quite literally leaves me no time. I'm in a classical voice degree where all our time is consumed by practicing operas, choirs, and classes. No one is able to hold down a job in a program like this. So most voice students, including me, only have church choir jobs and pay very little. What is your advice for sticking to an insanely small budget? Maybe Eliza has advice for when she was just starting out on the road or Fred with his financial background. I'm looking for advice on how to make my money go further. It really only means – I really only mean spending money, groceries, and bills are always taken care of first. Thank you so much. You know, I'd, 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 like budget, you to, I'd like you to kick off the answer, and I like the fact that she wants you to relate to when you first started out. I like that anyone's talking to me. And, well, everybody, it's your show. Everybody's talking to you. It doesn't. Why, sometimes, why you, sometimes well, I feel like a small. Sometimes small you feel rodent, like a nut, and sometimes you don't. Which is why I said, uh, chipmunk. Uh, I I don't think I'm good for answering this because. Really? Okay. I don't know. I think you have to lay. I mean, you're saying you always take care of everything else, and then the rest is gravy. So you don't want debt. You don't want to have credit card debt if you can avoid it, and if you don't have like student loans or anything. 
I think especially, I don't, it doesn't sound like you live in America because you said university, but let's say you are. We have a problem in our country and the rest of the world with thinking that we deserve all the things that rich and famous people have. I want rims on my car. I want a flat screen. I want this phone. And sometimes you just can't have them because you have to work for them. And people, there are people that put buying an expensive car over other priorities in their life. You have to decide what kind of life you want to have and what's important to you. So that's the definition. And when I talk about uh, this in my financial wellness workshops, which I do, what you've just described is the definition for credit card debt. And in America, the reason why people have credit card debt is the difference between their reality, going back to your point, and their perception. Yeah. And if they perceive that they should have this car or wear these clothes or eat in these restaurants and they can't afford it, that's their reality, they start to assume credit card debt and they're paying ridiculous uh, interest rates just on these credit look, cards. Also, just to look like you have money, but the truth is... Of course we all want nice things. And there was that thing back a while ago where the I think the president was like, don't get an iPhone if you can't afford or something like that. Like there was a whole thing with iPhones. People want nice things. And of course you deserve to have a nice thing once in a while. If you are eating all of your meals at McDonald's and you have a Louis Vuitton bag, nobody thinks you have money. It's one thing. Ask yourself why you want the nice thing. We all want these status symbols. But you want it to reflect your status, not a fake status. And I think a lot of people think they're walking around looking expensive when really anybody, everybody else is looking at you like, oh, you just have that one bag. And a lot of people take uh, these overpriced items, you know, these designer items, and what they're doing is they're substituting their pride. In other words, buy something you could afford and buy the best quality possible, uh, shop for it, get the best possible deal you can, and then have pride in the ownership and 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 sell the fact that this is what you could afford and it's the best you could do right now and you you are proud of it and be proud of your life and stop looking at other people just stay focused into building your life your career and staying as healthy as possible i also want to put out there you know a lot of times you look at really wealthy people and i think a lot of times we look at rap and that's a very uh it's a very materialistic uh, industry. But if you look at people that have real wealth, a lot of times they aren't flaunting things like that. A lot of like tech billionaires, they dress, you know, like jeans and a T-shirt. The more, when, the more money you have, the less need you have to show it off. Um, and it, it tends to be people who show it the most. They really don't have that. So it just depends on what, who you want to attract, what kind of vibe, and what kind of image you want to put out there. Then there are the wealthy people who never worked for this job, uh, for this money, because their parents gave it to them and they inherited it. And that's a whole other type, whole other thing. type of wealthy person who flaunts it because they have no investment in the money that they got. I think, yeah, I think the best is when you have something really expensive and no one knows. Like when I got my late night show to celebrate, I bought a large bag and I bought a Louis Vuitton bag, but it's all black. It doesn't say LV on it at all. And I like the idea that those who know, know it's expensive. I got on a plane once and Teresa Judice was there and she goes, oh, nice bag. I have one. And I was like, okay, that's cool that she knows. Yeah. Those who know, it's like a secret society versus like LV in your face yeah, it's, all day, it's, every day. It's all about having a quiet confidence. And knowing that you're Quiet successful. confidence is yes. good. And knowing that you're successful and you don't have to advertise it to anybody else. Moving out of the financial stuff. Actually, we'll go one more financial question. 
H underscore, you're killing me, G underscore Smith. Hi, wait, Fred wait, and Eliza. Two underscores in the same name? Double. Duble. Uh, we're not going to answer this question. I'm looking into enrolling in my company's 401k program. Any suggestions on how I should approach it and, and or smart ways to invest? Approach it gently and quietly. Yeah, It well, will run away from you. Again, like the other financial question, a lot of it is the answer is it depends. It depends on your age. It depends on your level of risk tolerance. And you should explore both types of investing within your 401k. There are two types. One would be a traditional 401k, which is pre-taxed funding, means you take the um, tax deduction every year as kind of like a Band-Aid. Your money grows tax-deferred, but understand that all of your contributions and growth ultimately will be tax-inevitable. So that's traditional. The flip of that, the offset of that is Roth, and the Roth is post-tax dollars, so you're going to pay the taxes up front, but the good news is you have all of those uh, contributions and all the growth will ultimately come out tax-free. The caveat to Roth is in most 401ks, the employer does not match. They only match the traditional ones. So there's a lot to consider. A lot of people now are going to hybrid investing where they're putting some money in the traditional, some money in the Roth to hedge their bets. Uh, Older people are only going Roth. So, uh, again, it depends, but I was just giving you some of the parameters of investing. And then you also have to make sure that the plan that you're in, the 401k plan provider, is offering you high-quality mutual funds to be able to invest in. A lot of uh, cut-rate 401k plans only offer a few mutual funds. Look into that. Look into that 401k. And you might be better off just going on your own and opening up your own traditional IRA. get a firm mattress. Firm Put that money right in there. And sleep well at night. I stole that joke from the mask. Scarber167. Hey, Fred. Quite recently, my father came back into my life after more than 20 years with no contact. I know he's trying to include me in his life, but I feel so far removed. He still talks to slash about me like I'm that four to five year old he once knew. From a father's perspective, do you have any advice on how I can learn to let him in more and cut him some slack? For contacts, we really only communicate through email, but I have gone... Cr- Cross country to meet him once. You know, uh, still need more context. Was he in jail? Doesn't what, sound like it. Well, maybe he has eye trouble. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of uh, dad, uh, dad time, son, dad, daughter questions, which. Uh, we didn't really get in the previous episodes, and I'm really happy that you're reaching out to get my uh, take on it as a father. And so my response to you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Garber, at 167 North Street in Hoboken, New Jersey, time and talk openly will bring the two of you together. It'll bring the, the both of you closer together. Try, go out of your way to find some common interests, hobbies, Things like that, that the two of you could start to build a core of a relationship and then see where it takes you. You know, children see their parents as these amazing superheroes early in life. And then as they get older and their parents get older and stuff happens, they realize that they're just people uh, doing the best they can at parenting. I always say this. There's no books. On parenting, there's a lot of books. Well, on Well, there's books on parenting, but but each each child get has to get parented differently. And I have four kids, and I have a different relationship with each one of my kids. But they all know 
that I care about them, that I love them. I go out of my way. I work very hard to be in communication with them virtually every day in some form. It's enough already, yeah. (laughs) Stop calling. And what's with those fucking emojis? I don't don't know how to fix your iPhone. I I don't know. I have no idea where your on button is. But anyway, seriously. um, Find something. You're saying find something. Find a thread of commonality and whatever it is and build on that and build a relationship because – one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to be able to do it. Your father will be gone yeah. and you'll always have that remorse and that guilt. So now is the time to create these memories and, and do the best you can. Maybe uh, I find a good commonality, good team building thing, especially for between women, is hate. Uh, it's either Hitler or Henry Rawling said nothing brings people together like a common enemy. So find that one relative, that one thing that you both fucking hate right. and just rail on it together. It feels great. Right. I built a whole empire. Rally 7. Hi, Fred and Eliza. Oh, my God. So growing up, I had the best dad ever, literally. He was my hero in every sense of the word. Unfortunately, my parents broke up, and after that, my dad met a string of bad girls. Bad girls. Bad girls. Talking about him. it. Isn't that a song, a Donna Summer song? Bitty, bitty, bad girls. Okay, it's also my bit. So. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, they also got him into some unhealthy things simply because he was lonely. A couple of years ago, I've gone by and lucky that my dad is mostly off drugs. Unfortunately, he still suffers from loneliness. And now he's trying to pick up even more pieces. Being a dad of a strong-willed daughter and a guy slash dad's point of view, I was curious of what you thought was on what I could do to help offset the loneliness for him, even if I could help. I got I got lost with those words. Uh, again, so this is one of these other uh, kind of dad-daughter, uh, dad-son-oriented questions. Well, th- th- we need to get a lot more information. We need to get more background. These women that have created this situation in his life, we need to know more about. We need to know more about the dynamics. But to give you kind of a general response... Number one, love him. Love him for who he is. Love him for giving you life and work from there. And you might want to understand over time that maybe your roles are reversing. Maybe it's time for you to be the parent and him to be the child because it sounds as though he's lost. So invest time in him. Urge him. Support him with unconditional love as a parent would do for a child as a child should do for a parent and also constantly be trying to help him to a healthier life because it sounds like uh, he's developed some very unhealthy habits. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of effort. Well, it's your father. You get one father, one mother. That's it. I know. So what do you mean it seems like a lot? If if it's worth it to her, she'll invest the time. If it's not, she'll move on. It feels like these – like he spent a lot of money on these women. Well, yeah. And the drugs, like maybe they were into it and he just went along. And it sounds to me like your dad thinks he has to do X, Y, and Z in order to have women in his life. And maybe – you could set your dad up with someone healthy. Yeah, but Rally 7 said, my dad met a string of bad girls. Yeah. Maybe they were good girls and maybe your dad's a shit. It could be that. We don't know. You, we don't know. We're looking at this through Rally 7's eyes and they may be tainted. You have tainted you taint might have eyes. Ta- this may be a tainted rally. Aw, tainted we rally. We may have to cancel the rally and start all over. I bet she's never heard that one before. <laughs> Wrapping up. Regal Beagle 78, have you ever had dessert mac and cheese? Thoughts. Okay. okay. So 
you know, going back to that other question about Jewish foods Mm -hmm. and Gentile foods, mac and cheese is absolutely a Gentile food. True. And it's become, you know, germane to middle America. But the closest thing I ever had to dessert mac and cheese was recently at a restaurant that opened up across from the country club that I played tennis at. And they came up with creamed corn brulee. Now, some of you may cringe at that. Let me tell you, if you live in Dallas, Texas, you got to go to this restaurant. It's in Richardson. It's called Fifth. And they serve this as a side dish. But after our dinner, I ordered it for my wife and I as a dessert. And so they have the, you know, the crispy top, the, you know, the, Mm -hmm. what do they call the, you know, the the cinnamon, the sugary top. And then when you break through the ice, that's how I see it. It's like ice. Underneath, it's sweet cream corn. That's the closest thing as a Jew that I'll ever get to mac and cheese. Yeah. That's tasty. Right, Barbara? Wasn't it good? Corn is so versatile. Yeah. Corn is a very versatile. Speaking of corn, are we getting to Finally. Are we getting to the Here it goes. Are we getting to the coblet part? It's the top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. Hit it. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Coblet time. Cablito. Or for you Spanish speak cablito. Cablito. We have mucho cablito in la casa. What is your top of the cob? Oh, I'm going first? Oh, I can go first. No, no, you go first. I got a pluot. Uh, a what? A pluot. A pluot. It's a plum apricot. A oh, pluot. Okay. I like pluot. It sounds like Sukkot. Like pluot. It's the holiday of pluot. Uh, it's a plum apricot. Uh, it's a very underrepresented stone fruit. It's not seen a lot. But you get the the tautness of the skin of a plum and the sweetness of a good plum and apricot together. Because apricot is super underrated and we always eat apricot dried. But a juicy pluot is, it's like a better plum. So that's a thing? We have one in the house. I might have eaten it this morning. Oh, thanks a lot. But we have pluots. Yes. To go out and find it at your farmer's market. It's stone fruit season. Dick's out. Pluot. How do you spell that? P-L-U-O-T. P-L-U-O-T. Good for you and good for me. (laughs) Okay. That's my top. Go on. Okay. My top of the cablito? Yep. Is very simply, and I kind of referenced it a little earlier, companies that get it right. I love great companies. I consider myself, my wife, my kids to be very sophisticated consumers. And you're out there Ben's buying. He's not a sophisticated consumer. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Have you seen his sneaker collection? It's unbelievable. He's not sophisticated. He's not sophisticated. But most of my kids and most of my wives are sophisticated. Um, and I gravitate towards companies that get it right, that really understand their place in the market. They don't try to be something that they're not, and they deliver great product and great service. That's and I'll why give, I'm an Orvis man. And I'll give you a few examples. I mentioned earlier Chick-fil-A. I'm going to mention BMW, Babolat. For those of you that are tennis fans, Babolat is an old, old French company that makes phenomenal equipment, strings. They were the original string uh, company back in the 1800s. It's Bablo. Uh, Hillstone, which is a, a real upscale chain of uh, wonderful restaurants. My dad loves Houston. They go into different names. They go into Bandera, Houston's. They go into Gulfstream. They go into R&D. But the point is... I think is, Houston's is your one true love in this life. Yes. 
that should be in the elevator uh, with the ninjas, the Hillstone business card from the man. Nice. And lastly, New Balance, great company out of Canada that makes incredible running gear, running shoes, and tennis shoes. And by the way, for you tennis fans, New Balance is the only company that makes a width or a sized tennis shoe. So if you have a very wide or very narrow foot, like my wife does, New Balance. Come on. Yes. This is not. That's not appropriate. Why not? Sharing this information. Why? It's good information. Does she have flat feet? No, she has, her feet are shaped like a banana. Very narrow and long. She's a ten and a half double A. My stepmother is six foot three. I'm talking about her, I'm talking about her feet. I'm not about a, a bra size. Not a bra size. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. What would a ten and a half double A chest look like well, on a no woman? There's no double A. Oh, yeah, they're double. There's uh, batteries. I don't think they're, I think you, you could become put a batteries B. in them. You could, <laughs> they're sharp. They're very sharp. But that's good information. And, it's good and information. My stepmom has double A banana feet. Bre- cup size. Not breasts, feet. You said feet. Her breasts are wonderful. Double A banana feet. Stop. Okay. I have a small foot. She just left the room, by the way. Okay. Well, that's... You've just insulted her. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, she is in the front of the building hailing a cab. The better to kick you with, my dear. Whoa! Whoa. Double off the wall. Right in your banana dick. Right in your banana... Oh, I was just doing a callback. A lot of dicks are shaped like bananas. This has been the chipmunk of the airwaves, Eliza Schlesinger, and this has been my father, the, uh, what the is it, hybrid uh, the, the German dolphin? shepherd dolphin. The German, Fred, Fred the German the shepherd dolphin, dolphin The golden dolphin. I like Take that. us out, Fred. Top of the cob, bottom. Oh, oh you sing uh, the Pluot song. Oh, the Pluot is a P-L. How do you spell P-L? P-L-U-O-T. That's the way we love you and me. Pfft. She just likes the fart part at the end. <laughs> so wait, what about the bottom no, of the cob? The show's over. We didn't do the bottom of the cob. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Bottom of the cob. I mean, you're paying Scott. I'm, so I'm, I'm doing the engineering. I was like, what a great ending I've orchestrated. Well, you could, you could edit it, right? No, no, this, we'll leave it. Any idea what you're Fuck doing? Fuck it, we'll there? do it live. So the bottom of the cob. Picture yourself in a busy parking lot, like in a mall, three-level mall, and you see somebody with bags. You're in the car. You're looking for a spot. Yeah, yeah. You see somebody with bags yes. walking to Let me finish. I'm, uh, I'm encouraging. How do you know where I'm going with Because this? you're saying the person with bags, I'm going to follow them to go to their spot. So as they're yeah. walking towards me in the aisle, th- these motherfuckers, they don't go... I'm parked right over yeah. here. Like, f- like, like what I do is I point my finger and I go, okay, I'm right over here to give me the spot. I put my blinker on, but they don't do it. And they, and as they walk past you with the bags, they, they almost sneer at you like, fuck you. You're not getting my spot and my spot's behind me. And I'm not telling you, I'm giving it to some tourist in a Corolla. I'm going to keep walking. Keep I'm going to do a victory lap. And I think that sucks. And I think that we should have more reciprocity when it comes to parking that people should be nicer yep. and and more considerate of people looking for a parking spot. Okay, that's good. Uh, I think you're just talking about like just being kind in public and Courteous. people. Courteous. You see the worst in airports, people. It's just like an apocalyptic situation. People don't. You go to other countries, they are like Canada. People are very nice in the states. Everyone's got their guard up. I'm changing mine. Mine was going to be that there's too many uh, sad pins on the internet. I have a whole thing about it. I'm going to change mine. I don't like it when I go out of my way rather than just grunt or walk by someone. I say, oh, excuse me, even though I'm not in the way. And the person goes, you're fine. I know I'm fucking fine. You piece of shit. I was being cordial to you. I don't need you to tell me I'm fine. I'm better than you. Out of the way, garbage. So on this particular episode, can we have a bottomless of the cob? 
Do you got one more? I do. Okay. I really, I got to get this off okay. my, my feeble chest. People who are obsessed with preambling everything that they say. Think about it. How many people that go, so, so let me ask you a question. Why do you have to ask me to ask a question? Why don't you just ask the question? Or they'll go, I want to tell you a great story. Just tell me the fucking story. I like the voices. <laughs> you like the voices? I like it really brings color. And then, or honestly, like when somebody starts off with, to tell you the truth, when somebody says that to me, they're full of shit. Okay. So uh, that's preambling. It's I'm, a big part I'm of I'm inventing the... a new f- word. It's preambling. It's, don't preamble. It's a verb. I feel the same way. That's why I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, because I think a lot of people just sort of kind of want to hear themselves in a headset. And I, my whole life is just me doing the wrap it up and eye roll, much right. like I'm getting from my producers now. Take us out with the Pluot song. Give me a P, give me an L, give me a U-U-T. What do you got? You got Pluto for you and me. Pluto? Baba. What is it? Plute? It's Plute. It's Plute. You got Plute. You got Plute for you and me. Baba, baba, baba. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.